overall, um, the fact that it's like I I watched like half and half and well, I watched like three quarters like two years ago, and then I just finished the Chimera Ant arc like today. So it's like I have I don't I kind of enjoyed my initial sit down watch more than I did catching back up, and I'm wondering if it's because like. When I jumped back in, I was I did I remembered the most of what was going on. I went a couple episodes back to try and like jog my memory, but some of the characters like I forgot who they were. Like when I was watching, they kept bringing up Palm, and I was like, "Who the fuck is Palm?" And I like eventually I remembered when they did like a little flashback scene of her as like a grotesque, grudge-looking thing, and I was like, "Oh, that girl. Okay, I remember her." And there's like a couple things like that, or they like reference certain chimera ants that were forgettable that I'm like, I don't, I don't, who is this person again? I was like, oh yeah, that, that guy. Alright, that's stuff like that. Like, I don't know if it ruined, it didn't ruin it. Like, I still very much enjoyed finishing it in the, in the series in general. It probably would be in my top 15. I don't know where if it'd break top 10. If it was top 10, probably the upper of my top 10s, like 8 or 9. I have to like think but it'd definitely be up there there's a lot of great characters great moments um it's it's a shonen where i don't think it's a it has battles they're not as in-depth because it's normally like nin isn't like a power that just like as the show went on at least we have like shows like naruto or bleach where they have like a certain amount of spirit energy or a certain amount of chakra and eventually like those caps just disappear and they're just blasting off abilities like 24-7 and you're like, okay, what happened to when like you could only use two Chidori's? Well, now you can just blast 50 of them off and still have enough mana to do enough fucking chakra? I'm like, how the fuck is this even possible where like Hunter Hunter doesn't didn't do that, which I thought was... It was like, it, it puts it above because like you, you, there's a chance of death in like every fight. You never know like you know that, like, Killua and Gon aren't going to die, but you never know about the other characters. Like, every other character, you don't know if they're going to die purely because of their abilities and, like, how Nin abilities are can match up against each other and some are better for certain situations and you have to try to make these plans that can take down even way stronger enemies. I thought it was a great twist towards the end like with them fighting the, like, the royal guards and stuff like that. So overall, probably give it an 8.5 out of 10. Uh, there were some slow parts and like every arc where it's just like, okay, you know. And there was a lot of forgettable characters that you're just like, I, I don't care about these guys. But then there are some that are like unforgettable characters. <laughs>
Yeah, it's stuff like I, I enjoyed that too, and I also enjoyed like they kind of make you think like early on, say, you know, Killua, you think, oh, he's overpowered, he's wiping everyone out, but then like his brother comes along and his soul comes along and just beats the shit out of them time and time again, and then they get named, so you think, oh, they're gonna be an equal match. Nope. They're still just getting the shit beat out of them. You're like, okay, when when are they gonna be at this level? Eventually they far surpass I think I feel like towards the end like Godspeed Killer One stuff like far surpasses the Phantom Troop and uh Gon's uh big adult form is like is compared Yeah, it's gradual. It's not it's not boom boom boom. And even then against like uh I don't how do you pronounce the name? It's fucking like Yopi or uh, what are they they pronounce like four different ways. Yopi. Uh, like, Killa just goes Godspeed, whips him for, like, ten seconds, and then, like, it's done. And he's like, uh, okay, um, which, like, again, is, like, one thing Hunter Hunter does is there's a lot of good one-liners before fights. Like, they have, like, a lot of badass moments where, like, oh, this is badass. Like, right before Neto blows up, and he's sitting there hobbling with one leg, and he, he just, like, looks at him, and he's like, oh, you think you won? And then he's just, like, laughing, and then blows himself up. You're like, oh. Okay, that's that's just like a bad. It's like okay, you you may have beat me in raw power, but I got a hacks ability. You're gonna die anyways. I don't care. Uh, yeah, and the, like Marum was one of those characters when he first got introduced. I was kind of like okay. But, you know, I, I heard how good he was, but it was just kind of one of those things. I was like, okay, you know, whatever. But as he grows, you really grow to like him. And, like, you kind of, like, everything he says makes sense. And you're like, I, I kind of agree. Like, I don't really want this guy to die. Even though you know he has to. You're like, I don't really. I kind of would like to see him develop more. And he just keeps his hyper development going and a lot of focus on it. But I liked how it ended with him and Komogi. Uh... Yeah, like, after, you know, Nedua blows up, you think, okay, this is how he dies, they both go out. But then, like, the two, and you, you, you I kept wondering how those two royal guards were going to die. I was thinking, it can't, they kind of tried to make it hint that uh, Yupi and uh, the, the butterfly guy, I can't remember his name anyways, because he, he was a character I just didn't like, like, at all. He was just annoying every time he was on screen. Yeah. Uh, but they made it seem like they were going to fight each other. Like, it kind of seemed like they were turning against each other, and they were going to end up killing each other, like, they're in a fight, and that never happened, which, okay, like, whatever, but that's where I thought it was going to go, so when they used all their energy to revive Merrim, I was kind of like, well, how are these guys going to die? Like, are they going to die now that they're weaker? Like, are they just going to get, like, one-shot by some people because they're weaker, or is Merrim just going to kill them because, you know, he's like, right, you guys are useless, just get out of my way. Uh, stuff like that, which was very interesting. Like, but I had one gripe that I'm still confused about, um, and like, I don't know if I just missed something. But so when they revive Meruem and they explain how he dies, and it's like this poison from the rose petal bomb 
and anyone and that's how Yuppie died and Butterfly Bitch died and Komogi died. But what about Knuckle, Palm, the the freaking wolf guy, uh um Like they all came in contact with Meruem for like at least a couple minutes and they didn't die. So why did like everyone else die it's just kind of like is it something that they had to be around him for so long that it caused the poison to activate or they just didn't like what why didn't they die it's just kind of like oh well the bad guys died good people survived and Komagi died because she didn't want to leave Marilyn and they had their little weird Yeah, I guess is it like you said it's radiation, so is it so much they had to take so much that they eventually it So by like the main four, you mean like Gon, Killua, Krapka, and Leorio? Well, Leorio's obviously like the worst, but like I, I don't. He's not the worst character, but just out of out of the four, Leorio doesn't really do anything. Like I like him as a character, but compared to the other three, yeah, he doesn't. It's always oh, I'm gonna go become a doctor, and then like they have like one scene of him actually doing like a powerful move where he breaks a desk, and you're like, okay. You broke a desk. I mean, like... Yeah. And, like... It's just, like... Some of the things that other people do, you're like, alright, well, okay, cool, but I don't think... You're even on the level of... Of Gone or Killua, which I I feel like it kind of sucks for Karapika, too, because... The only reason he got so powerful was because of that... Whole... Nin... Condition where he puts the knife on his heart... So it makes him stronger... Toward just for the Phantom Troop. Whereas, like, Gone and Killua now could just wipe the entire Phantom Troop out. No problem. Like, it's just like, Krapka's whole thing, like, gets just negated for the fact that Gone and Killua could do it without any issue. Especially, like, Killua could kill all of them before they even realized that he killed them. <laughs> like, if you're telling me that one of the Phantom Troop members could keep up with Godspeed Killua when, like, the royal guards couldn't do it. Like he was beat. He was hitting him. He was like just beating him so hard that they didn't. Even, they thought he was teleporting because he was just hitting him so fast. Like you tell me, a phantom troop human who couldn't, who had issue with soldier level ants, are gonna keep up with that? Like even Krola, like it's like maybe one of his random abilities that he stole could help him slow him down, but. It's just like all that kind of gets negated towards the end where like the Phantom Troop is like this cool built organization that just eventually you're like, alright, well, they're not really threatening anymore. Unless there's something hidden there. Like they're really not. At least for at least for Killua.
Yeah, but whenever he is on screen, he's doing something normally pretty badass. Like, after the Hunter exam, like, he's he's kind of just being a thug, like, pretty straight up. Like, every time he's on screen, he's doing something interesting. And I like, yeah, I, I can see your thing with Gon, because, like, Gon is, like, just kind of happy-go-lucky for most of the series, where he's just that normal protagonist in a shonen. But towards the end, when you, when you see that darker side of him with when it comes to Kite, and how he is with Pito, it's just, like, such a, his, like, you see how smart he is, and how he's not, a, he, you think he's kind of an idiot, and Killua's the one that comes up with all the plans, but when he's just sitting there, waiting that hour out, and they have the whole thing, and he basically explains every little thing that Poof was going to do before he ever does it, and he's like, I knew exactly what you are doing from the get-go, I'm not an idiot, like, I just don't care, I, once this is done, I want to get Kite, and then I want to I want to kill her, and that's all I care about, you can do whatever the hell you want, it's just, I don't care at this point, and... Yes, it's, I think it's because he doesn't judge people for, and, and Killua brings this up, where he doesn't judge people by their looks or their past, but by who the person is and who they want to become. And so, and that's why they never wanted to tell Gon what was kind of going on with Pito healing Komogi and that the ants were kind of becoming more human-like, because they knew that he would start to feel compassion for them and it would cause him not to want to fight anymore. And they knew that he couldn't leave, like lose that killer edge that he had at the moment, or he would die. Not like which he already knew all this. Like he he just chose not to give a shit. Like in that moment, he just he didn't had no compassion. He didn't care to them. They were just ants. But for Killua, it was okay. He didn't know he was a you know an assassin, and he already became friends with him and got to know him. It was like oh, this kid's not. He may have been raised and trained to do this but he doesn't want to be like this and so he wants to help him become the person that he wants to be which i think is why killua is so attached to gon is because gon saw his true personality right off the bat and helped him become the man that he wanted to be and so he always wants to try and repay that to gon but just doesn't know how in a way he he just keeps trying to protect him and not let him go into this deep dark hole because throughout the show, you can see that there's a darkness in Gon. There is this underlining, like, eventually this kid's going to snap. And, uh, you know, Ahsoka could see it. Killua could see it. Uh, Netero could see it. Like, they all could see that there was just power in him that eventually is going to snap. It, and when it does, it's it's badass. And I, I wonder if that's something that he could just do normally now that's just like now that he's done it can he access that power or is it just something in in the rage moment that made him so powerful which i
what can what like piqued my curiosity I understand that but then Killua makes the wish with his sister or, or brother or family member they looks like a girl but they kind of like made it sound like it was a boy so I was like okay whatever but to revive him and give him like bring him back to his former uh, state so is he just right back to before he made that contract or is the contract still in effect but now his body's just healed. Yeah, so I'm just... Yeah, so it's just like curious to see how they... Because obviously he wouldn't not have his Nin for this. He would eventually get it back or create a new ability. If yeah, if if the manga was to release more, uh, like steady, Yeah, but then they, they also, it leaves you in a, where it's kind of like that, oh, yeah, these chimera ants are only a portion of what's out there. And if you think these are the strongest things you're ever going to fight, there's more powerful things out there. And so you're kind of like, okay, Jing is telling Gon this, and they're talking about their adventures, but they make it sound like they're going to go to this other world now and do all this fun, crazy stuff against these more powerful opponents. But it's just kind of seems so like that. That's where the whole gone thing question brought up. I was like, okay, so what's good? How is he going to be able to survive that if he can't use Nin? He's just kind of like he couldn't even really even walk past Ahsoka if when he didn't have Nin. So it's kind of like, all right, how is he going to deal with these more powerful things without it? Which means he has to get it back somehow, whether it just be. The same way he got in the first place when he learns a new ability or it's just the kind of things that brought questions that obviously if I just read the manga I'd probably answer it, but like you said. I don't think he'd ever abandon it until they're all dead. But then he goes, so he made that pact for the thing that's heart. No, Karapika. So once all the Phantom Troop is dead, he's basically useless for the rest of his life. Because he can't use his chains to kill. So either one of two things has to happen. Either he would just stop using the chains and come up with a new Nen ability to then be able to fight. Or find a way to get that restriction taken off. But the restriction's what gave him the ability. So it's like if he gets rid of the restriction, then he loses the ability. So it's kind of like 
See, I actually think it fit his character more if he if he like he he completes his goal, but he was to die completing it. So in order to complete it, he had to die so that like it doesn't leave him as like just this emptyless character. It kind of gives him more of a heroic going out finishing his goal, but not you know taking everything he had to do it. I think it would just be a Yeah, it's you, you can see he's kind of like, at first he's not happy about it because he wanted to be the one to kill them. But then he's like, okay, you know, you know, th yeah, you know, this is better. You know, it, at least I don't have to go through all this pain now of trying to track them down. But and another thing is, why would he... Like, why would he even initially believe that they were all dead? Like, it's just kind of... There's supposed to be this big bad organization that survived for so long, and for them just to get randomly wiped out, it just seems like... He obviously had to know it was too good to be true. Like, there's just no way that they were just all dead. Like, the he killed one of them, and now apparently they're all dead. It's just like, uh, this doesn't, this doesn't add up. Probably my it's torn. I, cause I I really like the like the tower arc. The um yeah the heavens arena arc. I thought it was really cool seeing them go through that and one shot everybody and then learning about Nen and creating their abilities and stuff like that. I thought it was real cool like going through all that. Uh, I thought the fight with Finn Gone and Hisoka was really cool. The way that. Like, Gon showed his uh, ability to think on the spot and find a way to fight Hisoka, even though, like, he wasn't able to defeat him or really even put a scratch on. Like, he put a scratch on him, but that was... I think he punched him once, gave him back the the number, and then just by followed, getting his ass beat. But you, you, you get to see the potential and what kind of get an insight into Hisoka's mind. Which I thought was interesting. So it's a... But then, with, like, the Phantom Troop was just such a big thing. It's like the, probably the most memorable thing in all of Hunter Hunter is the Phantom Troop. So it'd be hard to say that, you know... Uh, that it wouldn't probably be my favorite arc. The City arc probably wouldn't be my favorite. Because you get to see more of all of those characters... And you get to see the most badass moment, which we've talked about before. The fucking 
Kropka bring a goddamn shovel to a fight because he knows he's about to kill a motherfucker. The only thing that I feel, yeah, the only thing I feel is equal to that is like when Killua first shows his Godspeed and like everyone's struggling. Uh, I don't know the fuck. I always forget how to pronounce his name, but um, yeah, UP's like they're all struggling to fight him, and then Killua just walks nonchalantly. Uh, and apologize, like, that's just me blowing off some steam, I'm sorry, and then just goes to beating the shit out of him for, like, that 10-15 seconds, and Yuppie's, and then Yuppie's like, what the fuck is going on? How am I getting overpowered by a kid? This makes no sense, and then next thing you know, he's, like, running away because he's out of power, and he's like, what the hell? Yeah, for us, he uses all the electricity he stores in his body to to shoot out in one short moment. But, like, that was just, like, him walking down and slowly going, dropping the fucking yo-yo, and then doing the whole speech, and you see his hair picking up, and the fucking flash happens, the lightning, like, oh, okay, that's pretty badass. Yeah, after it breaks against, uh, one of them breaks, yeah, one of them breaks against Palm, and then he just never uses them again, other than, like, little things. That's a lot. Once he learned how to do the rock, paper, the rock, paper, scissors skill, he just kind of stops using the fishing rod. Yeah, but I think it's because, like, I don't feel like Chains might be, like, a similar fighting style to maybe Nemjuk's trying to, the way it wraps and the way he swings and stuff. So it's like he just evolves it into a more badass moment. I'm trying to think. So another thing I really liked was there was that, what was that, that, that cheetah ant that was just so fucking annoying and... Dude, when, when Killua's father just one-shots him, it's like the most, you're like, oh, thank God. It's his, no, it's his father jumps down and one-shots him. His grandfather was about to kill him, and his dad jumps from the sky, and he's just like, are we done here yet? Like, can we go? Are we leaving? What's going on here? Yeah. I think he's like, so, like, he's like, has all the speed. He puts, uh, Morel into that that weird sleep thing where they were fighting in a different you know they're fighting in different yeah he's like okay so you're a guy who's fast and you made a rule for I have to touch you but like we're in here for five hours and like I'm just not gonna do it like sorry I you're obviously impatient like I've only been sitting here for ten minutes and you're having a hissy fit like I'm not just and then just 100% outsmarts him. He's like, you're, you're an idiot. I like when he like makes that bow. And he's like, why would you make a weapon that's slower than you are? That makes absolutely no sense. And you see his dumb fucking cheetah face like, uh. <laughs> you know, I don't know why I did that. But, uh. And so like seeing him, just seeing like 
killed his dad, just come down and just one shot him. And he's just like, well, because like his grandfather, like fucking Zeno, looks at him. He's like, hey, uh, you should really watch your back. And he's like, huh? Boom, splat, dead. Like, oh, thank God, this guy's dead. I think every time you think, oh, he's gonna die, and he never dies. Like, why is this guy alive? I don't want him alive anymore. Just, just get rid of him. He's an annoying character. But I think that was his whole point was to be so annoying, so that when he dies, you're like, oh, thank God. I'd say the York New is probably the most consistently engaging. Like, when I had issues with, like, the Hunter exam would kind of get stale a little bit. But, like, it was only an episode or two, and then it picked back up. And the, um, Heaven's Arena would get, well, I would say it really get stale, but, like, there wasn't that much going on. I wasn't, you know, like, watching, like, God and Killer just one-shot everybody. Yeah, that's I love tandem arcs, but that's one. It, it when it builds up characters and then you have a tandem arc, it's awesome. Or when you have like they hype up a character and then he just gets one shot by one of the main characters, it's just it's kind of funny. You're like, all right, this is like they talk all this shit and then they just get boop, and you're like, all right, well that guy's gone, and it's just like they spent like an entire episode hyping somebody up just to watch him get smacked. Like it's like it's great because when they go up to what, the two hundredth floor or whatever and they fight uh like Killua fights I think it's Killua fights the dude uh like the spinning top guy and loses the first time and then goes back after training with Nen for like a week and then just beats the shit out of him and then gone goes and beats the shit out of him and you're just like, Okay, like the, these kids in a week got stronger than these guys who have been here for they're like these top notch guys who rarely lose and they just these kids just beat him after a week of training and it's great because it's not like this drawn out fight where it's back and forth and they find a way to win it's no they they won they, they're they're stronger now they're gonna whip them the only one that's kind of drawn out is the Hisoka fight but that's because he's like a main character who sticks around um, and then, you know, I actually, that's my favorite arc. I might like the Greed Island arc the most purely because of two moments in the arc. And that is one, because Kill is my favorite character. So whenever he does anything just straight badass, you're like, oh, it's badass. When Kill goes to the Hunter exam and just wipes everybody out. 
And then just go, like, he's like, oh, I'm going to go get my hunter license. And then, like, a day later comes back, and they're like, oh, you're already done? It's like, yeah, yeah, I got it. Fine. Let's go back to, it's just like a little side story. Like, I'm going to go, it's just great watching Killer walk up, have the badass moment, the way he's seen all those guys he met in the last one, friends he made, and they're talking. And then there's the, the one guy, the gambler guy or whatever that they met before. I don't know his name. Yeah, and then, like, he sees him there, and he's like, oh, sorry about this, you know, I can't, if I, if I let you, if I, you know, if I go easy on you, it's gonna look unfair to everyone else, so he goes and hits him, too, and just knocks everybody out, and they're all, like, the, the, the group of three guys, and the one fat dude that they teamed up with, and they're going into that little small, yeah, little small tournament they did, or, like, terrified when they see Killer walk in, like, oh, shit, uh, what's he, what's he gonna do? And it's just like when that guy come the the proctor comes out and he's like, uh and it's like this guy is such a a freaking thug that he beats I don't know how many people there's like the most people that ever had. I think if they said it's like over five hundred people or something, whips the shit out of all of them in like what was it, like five minutes and collects all of their badges and then goes to state, sorry it took so long, I had to collect all the badges and you're like, What the so you, then you're thinking, how fast did he whip all these guys? <laughs> yeah, Neto just gives him the hunter license. He's like, well, there's no one else. So just give it to him. And he's like, okay, whatever. And then they go back, and I just... I absolutely... I, it's, it might be the best fight in the series for me, and that is the dodgeball game. I don't know why. I just... I loved I loved that dodgeball thing. I thought it was so funny and creative. And the way that they used their abilities for, like, a basic... It's probably the same reason I like, like no game in no life, where they just play, like, kids' games, but they make it so fucking intense. And... Probably yeah. I, I I I found enjoyment at it. Like yeah, probably. Like I I mean, like the Death Row fight was cool, but it was I I think since I already knew what happened, it was kind of like it it was just wait for it to happen, so it kind of ruined that fight for me. Uh, just out of like thing off the top of my head that's probably what I enjoyed the most I had the most fun watching that and I could watch it again just because I find it funny and like it, it was such an intense dodgeball game though like, kill with hands were busted up for a week like gone could barely walk like Hisoka looked like he just got like triple teamed and you're like off one guy throwing a ball at him like it's just fucking ridiculous and i always wondered how powerful that guy was i was like okay he's obviously if he's friends with jing and jing is like hinted at being one of the strongest nin users alive like possibly stronger than netro and this guy is like one of his close friends who like trained under him and they built a game together how fucking strong is this guy even like kite was like had such a badass ability and he like 
when he with the whole uh chance with the, the scythe and if it depending on the wall how much power he has it's just like like he could like that's such a cool ability and like, these guys are all trained under Jane. So it's like, I wonder how strong the guy... Because he just literally almost beat the three strongest characters in the show playing dodgeball by himself, which is the power of throwing a ball. Like, it's... It's just ridiculous. It's probably not my favorite. It's probably, like... My third, I I honestly probably like it more than the Chimera Ant arc. Purely, I'd probably go with the York City arc, and then probably go the um, Heaven's Arena into Greed Island. Um, if you cut out basically the first half of the Chimera Ant arc and you jump like just to when Merum is introduced, then it'd be the best arc. But because, but even then, during that moment, there's just a lot of dumb things I think they do, like. There's an entire episode, and this aggravated me. I don't know why, it just tilted me. There's an entire episode explaining a single punch from Netero. In slow motion, there was an entire episode where it's just Netero punch. In the, yeah, and the, he, he goes and he punches Pito, and it's just an entire... They, they cut for an entire episode while he punches nothing. And just sits there and punches for an entire episode. And then it goes, and he punches her. And you're like, okay. I still don't understand. Like, so he just punched a bunch for, like, a year. And now he just is really strong. Like, he just did basic karate punches. Like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> and, like, they cut to him, like, training people. And it's just, like, him just doing regular karate punches. And you're like, I don't. I get that he's just so fast now that people can't keep up with him, but it just... Why did it take an entire episode to explain a single punch? And it just tilted me. It's like... Something as dumb as Dragon Ball would do. Where it's like... An entire episode of Goku screaming. It's like, no, it's an entire episode of Neto just punching. Uh, like, all this shit's going on. No, we're gonna have an episode of him just punching. It's just like, okay, uh, this is... Like, all that slow motion shit when they're in entering the... The castle drove me fucking insane. Like, the slow motion, the cut to every single character's outlook, and then it's like, oh, sh shoot and fucking, uh, Yupi are fighting, and it's, oh, it's only been 10 seconds. It's been like four episodes. You're like, what the fuck you mean it's been 10 seconds? Gone and Kill are in like four different rooms. And I was like, what do you mean it's been 10 seconds? <laughs> and it's just all the slow motion. And you have the little squid guy running in slow motion. And it's just like, what? I, I'm so sick of the slow motion. It was an octopus, whatever. Same thing. It's just like, I was so sick of the slow motion. I was like, I'm done with this. Eventually, they stopped using it. I was like, oh, thank God. Like, I'm so sick of the slow motion. That's probably one of my... I hate slow motion in anything. I just don't like slow motion. I just... Unless it's like a split second to explain the speed of somebody... But I only want it for like that one second of a slow motion of a guy dodging the speed of something and then cut back to the speed. Like I don't, I hate the whole slow motion added effect on anything. It just drives me insane.
Yeah, like it had like a a good basic premise with ants eating the well, the queen was eating people and they were getting these ants and they were getting more powerful, and then they jumped to Pito like just creaming kite, and you're like, okay, kite's supposed to be just like one of the top ten strongest people we've ever seen, and Pito just obliterates him, like like. Yeah, she's just hugging. Like, Pito was purely because, like, that moment, her sadistic side later and all the crazy shit she does, like, jumped up to, like, one of my favorite characters. She's, like, other than Merrim, she's the most interesting character in the Chimera Ant arc. Uh, and so, like, she just has, like, the most development. And so, like, I enjoyed everything. So you see her, and they go back, and then it's just a consistent, just, uh, Ants of who you just don't care about, who are just getting one shotted and beat, and training arcs, and you're like, I don't like Knuckle and Shoot were like okay characters, but they were never like I never like fell in love with them. They were just kind of like all right, Knuckle. I liked him, but like I, he just never like he kind of seemed like a gag character with a hacks ability, which is like he's just like that over the top hoodlum character. And, like, his ability is cool, putting the whole bankruptcy thing, and you just basically just run away until someone loses, like, is a pretty interesting... It kind of fits his character for as somebody who constantly is running away from, like, police and getting in trouble, so he's always running. And he's, like, he, bring, he even brings it up. He's, like, there's one thing that I am most proud of is my ability to run away. And you're, like, all right, that's, that's pretty fun. Like, that's... Like, you make him think, like, he's going to, like, have this big speech of, like, how... He never gives up on a fight or something like something Shonen does. And he's like, nope, my best ability is run the fuck away. <laughs> and shoot was just kind of boring and like until that fight, and he just like kind of turns it on and he just flashed flying around for apparently only ten seconds. Boy, it looks like they're fighting for minutes and it's, nope, it's been ten seconds and he's just got his ass whipped. He's like, okay, all right, that's. He fought, he fought Yuppie or whatever. He was the first one to fight him. And he, like, she, the whole thing was supposed to be, uh, shoot keeps him busy until he goes bankrupt. But because he has so much power, it's going to take forever for him to go bankrupt. And by the time shoot ran out of stamina, it was, like, ten seconds into the fight. And that's what I was like, you got to be shitting me. And it's like, because like every tick, it's every 10 seconds or something, a tick of those goes up and like shoots like running out of energy and like it ticks up one time and you're like, oh, it's only been 10 seconds. Really? Like, I think there was like a two minute, three minute conversation between Netero, Zeno, and Merrim about Komugi. And you also had like Gone and Killer run all the way over there. Also have a moment where they kind of do a little talking moment about going to fight Pito. So you tell me all of that happened in like 10 seconds. It just, it just didn't.
Yeah, and when they find out like how to get Nen, and you think, okay, that bird guy's gonna come back, he's gonna have a rough time with Killua. No, Killua literally just rips his head off. Which again, another badass Killua moment. Middle of the fight, attacks himself, rips the needle out. He's like, all right, my brother's not controlling me anymore. I'm gonna go kill this guy real quick. Takes his head off, and you're just like, and you're like, okay, so this guy's no threat. And that's when you realize that basically, other than the royal guards, there's just like really no one that's a threat to them. Like even then, like those when he goes and fights the octopus, and those guys playing the darts, like other than Hack's abilities, like they're never gonna be able to kill him. Like other than that Hack's ability, that he then developed Godspeed to beat him with it. Like even. I mean, like, I thought it was cool, like, the whole octopus saving him and, like, them becoming friends, but. And he was kind of a little funny gag character. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so used to... I'm used to every poison in the world. Like, you're not gonna... Like, even like that... They, he did the same thing early on when, like, that... Um... That and when they go into, like, a cave or something in the Hunter exam... And there was, um, like, these snakes that were poisoning everybody. And he just walks in and... Oh, uh, we have a bees... It was something that was poisoning... Yeah, it was, like, snakes or something that was poisoning them. And Killer just walks in the back, gets the antidote, gives it to everybody. And, like, you're not going to take one? And he's like, oh, these don't affect me. And then just, like, okay, let's get out of here. <laughs> like, I think he eventually, like, passed out because of it. But, like, it still was kind of like, alright, dude, like... Like, he just has, like, all the badass moments. Like, Crap Guy's, like, one, and then the rest are just Killua being a thug. Like, this guy, early on in the show, like, you knew... He became my favorite character the moment he rips the guy's heart out, puts it in a bag, and then puts it in his hand, still beating, and says, this is yours. It's just, like, dude, his one-liners are just so good, like... And, um, doesn't, no, remember when, like, early on, too, Killua learns that a maneuver where he just walks very, like, methodically, and they can, well, they do, like, the one where he's walking, and he makes, like, after images, and they can confuse his people. Doesn't Gon learn that, like, right after watching it, like, once, and then does it?
Because I think, if I remember correctly, it doesn't, it, don't when they go to the Zoldak thing, the one girl tries to use it against Gon, and he just, like, does it back to her, like, yeah, I know what this is. I could swear, like, he, he does it against somebody in the Hunter exam. Like, he tries it and does it. Which is, like, a, another, like, Dragon Ball moment where, like, you just watch something once and learn how to do it. I don't remember... I, I might be remembering it wrong. I thought he did something like that. Where it's just like, okay, this is fucking ridiculous. Prolo's obviously awesome. He has interesting ability, but if you like to cut him out, it's it's a. I if, well, if you weren't gonna say Prolo or like you know like Ahsoka, you know he's kind of not. I remember it'd probably be the Sasuke wannabe, the uh, Porter or whatever. Um, he had, like, the dark cloak and shit with the spider on it and the black hair. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought, like, his whole fighting style against that one soldier ant was cool. Although, like, again, is what made me think. At that point... Killua was wiping out uh, squadron leaders. And I think he was only fighting a regular soldier ant and had had to use his like best ability just to kill him. And it's kind of like, okay, so the Phantom Troop really aren't that strong. <laughs> Although it was really cool, it was... Um, he probably put... Yeah, probably uh, yeah, he's the one that kind of struck out the most. Or the chick with the vacuum. I thought the chick with the vacuum was funny. <laughs> yeah, like I thought she was cool. Like I... I don't remember what's hot in my head. Wasn't he stated to be like one of the weakest ones in the group too? Or is it like when he's not using his ability, they consider him one of the weakest?
Yeah, he's number 10, which I don't know if that if they base them off strength. Yeah, and you were right about Phaeton is is Max is like the the rising sun, which I thought was like a dope looking thing. But I also thought he was cool because he had like I remember why I really like the dude in that fight. He makes an armor out of pure rage, and it's just like that's a dope fucking ability. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm just gonna make some armor. Like, okay, at the. And he also kind of like his design reminded me of Levi, so kind of like I don't know, maybe that's why he was like kind of interesting. Liked him too. And obviously, I like the I like the um, Maki or Machi or how do you pronounce her name? Yeah, because like obviously she's like the most of every character like in the show. She's like the most waifuable character in the show. But I I have a thing with string like same with like Kropka's chains. I think like strings and chains like that are always cool abilities. There there always just something about those like. Uh, or that they can use these like little tiny threads to just like trick people and fuck them up, and the way she uses it to heal while also like killing people with it, it's just, like she she seems like she has one of the most useful nen abilities with those nen strings. Yeah. Bundling off. Yeah, it's Bono Linoff. I yeah I I liked them I like yeah I liked them like I thought they were like there's something about like especially her like Fakunoda when she has that whole she knows she's gonna die by giving this information to the troop but she's willing to do it for the like that loyalty that the troop has I I think is what makes them same reason Ubunji died because he wasn't willing to give up and it so it showed two. Phantom Troop members willing to die other than, like, sending their friends. Uh, you know, like, putting their friends in danger. And, obviously, like, Krolo's is cool because he's just, like, design is cool. His The way he talks is, like, 
when you when you meet him, like you, you don't think he doesn't seem like actually like an evil guy. He just kind of seems like a dude who has a group who like trusts his friends and stuff like that. He didn't really seem very evil, and so I am kind of curious to see more of him and see like why. Uh, he would be considered evil, but he also like him being able to copy abilities is like the most hacks thing. And and you have to explain you have to explain the ability to him, so he has to know like yeah he has he has to know the secrets behind the ability to be able to take it. So that's like when he took that one girl's um, fortune teller. He sat there and had her explain every little thing about the ability, and then he could take it. But it's still like, if you you put him with somebody, uh, like the the uh, tele telepathic girl, where he she can kind of like get the information, give it to him, and then all he has to do is just look at it, and then boom, he has an ability. And so like, there's there's ways for him to just get every broken ability and then use it to fuck people up. Yeah. I vaguely remember that, yeah. Yeah, he, he, I, I vaguely remember that, yeah. I think that's right before he fights the Zoldix. And I do like how he knows Hisoka enough that, like, when Kropka puts the limitation so he can't use Nin abilities, and they make the whole trade to get God and Killer back, and he, like, gives them the idea because he knows that, like, he doesn't care what happens really to God and Killer for some reason. He just, like, he's like, I don't care about these kids. Like, they're powerful, but whatever. Like, and they do the whole trade for Gon Killa from Hisoka to, like, trade Gon for um, Kropka for the trade Krolo. And he kind of, like, puts the idea in Kropka's head because he knows that Hisoka's not going to want to fight him. And he knows why Hisoka wants him, but he knows, like, okay, Hisoka's going to trade. Both of them, I'm going to get free. They're going to get the kids. Hisoka's not going to want to fight me. Like, he just kind of outsmarts them by just, like, okay, you know. And he knows, like more about Hisoka than I think, like, Hisoka, like, thinks he knows, because he tries to hide things for the same reason, like, he doesn't want his ability stolen, and he just wants to be able to defeat him. Yeah, which I think, like, in the future, he could be, because of his intelligence, he could really be up there with, which is one of the things I thought made Meruem so interesting was how it, his intelligence just kept growing and as he got more intelligent and learned like he he took the right path kind of like he developed into like he even states to Komoji when he sits there he's like I know what my power is for or he sits the Netro I think and it's to protect the weak who deserve to be protected well, it just means like people who are strong in their own way but not everybody is going to be physically able to fight like, kind of like, Leorio's one of, like, 
introduced to one of the main characters, but he's not a fighter. He's just like he's he wants to be a doctor. He wants to heal. He wants to help people and make money. He's not a fighter, but he has like his heart's in the right place. So like obviously that's somebody that like deserves to be protected, and deserves to live. But and like Netro like once believes the same thing. He's like I you know this makes sense, and like I don't want to kill you because I believe I agree with you, but like. If I don't do it, they're going to send somebody else who's going to do it. And, you know, more people are going to die. Like, this is just the best way. Like, you have to die now so that other people can be spared later that deserve to live. Even even then, like, even then, you don't get to see Merrim's full strength because... He was, wasn't was trying to kill Netro. He, he had no desire to kill him because he believed that he was worth like living in his future world. Because he even states that, like, okay, so you're going you're gonna to make me fight you without my, uh, what is it, my knight and my rook or something? That's fine. Just to get the name out of him. So even at that point, like, he wasn't really trying to even kill him. And he was holding back. So you can imagine... Like it's how powerful he actually was. That he, what he could have, if he really wanted to, he probably could have. Like no matter how strong Netro seemed, he probably could have wiped him out the face of the earth as quickly as he wanted if he was like bloodthirsty and just wanted to kill him. But that's what happens with a lot of the characters. Like, in every fight, except for, like, Poof, like, all of them start to feel... Like... Yeah. Especially proof, like <clears throat> UP really didn't care about what was going on. Like he was just like whatever. Like, and until his fight with Knuckle and them, where he, like they they basically said like he matured and grew up is when he kind of started going behind the king's back and was like he didn't want to kill he but he was having, he kind of grew the same way that Merriam did. He had the same mindset that Merriam had. Like he was like okay. I enjoy the games with these guys. Like, I enjoy fighting these guys. I want to keep fighting them in the future and develop and grow together because of their characteristics and their strength and their determination. Like they, even though they angered me to this extent, they taught me how to be as my peak that I can be and showed me what I could be. And that respect and that growth makes him want to keep them alive so he can grow in the future with them. It's the same way that Meruem fight playing Gungi, like he kept losing, but he was getting smarter. And as he was growing, Komugi was growing and he knew that he might not ever beat her, but that's fine. Like it's as long as she's around, he can have something to grow towards. He has something to do, like eventually he can just keep growing and growing. And he realized there's people who can help him grow to be a better 
person than he already is, and like they kind of had the same. Where Poof just like wanted a like I don't know, like communism. He's wanted like all power, just kill everything that doesn't listen. If it's not useful, it doesn't need to be around. And then and, and Pito just she she kind of had like the. I just want to fight strong people mentality. That, that that's really like was all like she never she never really grew other than uh Yeah, but well, I think she was terrified of him and his ability, so she was kind of like, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe it, yeah, maybe it got to her like, oh, this is how I make other people feel. This fucking sucks, <laughs> like. I kind of feel bad that I make people feel this way. And so, like, you know, that type of thing. But even then, it could have been... You could be portrayed more as, uh, like, backhanded. Like, oh, sorry, I have to tell you this, uh, but he's dead. And now I have to kill you, so uh, bye. And then tries to kill him. But it confuses me, okay? They, they never state... At least I don't remember them stating that the queen ever ate a piece of kite. Because they show him completely put back together by Pito. But then he apparently gets reborn as an ant. He's... Because, like, once he got aged to be able to talk, he knew he was Kite. He said, oh, I'm Kite. And, like, he's childish, but he had memories. And then him and Gon talk. And he even explains why he let them go. Like, and he apologized. It, I think it would have been better if they wanted to do something like this, or maybe like that kid had the power to like break planes of the universe to where she would be able to like basically pull his ghost almost like a medium. So basically, so if say that ant was just like a character, her, her nin ability was that she could, that she could, uh, um, no, whatever that little ant kid that becomes like the reincarnation of Kite, like. So if that character was then a character where her ability was that she could basically, like, let a ghost take over her body so that then Kite could then talk to Gon and give him peace of mind. And so he could get that closure and apologize and they could, ha they could have that. And maybe he comes back every once in a while and talks to Gon to give him advice, but, like, he's, he can't really do anything other than just be an advice to kind of, like, 
that sort of thing, other than just a straight up re reincarnation. <laughs> Yeah, good character death can make a story. Like the reason, it's one of the reasons. Like I love Gurren Lagann is character death. Like it, it matters. I could, and like I, I would rewatch it just because I enjoy it. And that's I don't rewatch things. That's like one of my things. I don't replay video games very often. I don't we if it's major story. I don't replay it. I don't rewatch it. Like it's once I've seen it once, I have like no desires to see it again. That's that's my. I normally like enjoy if I if I rewatch something, I want to watch it with somebody so that they can. I can talk about it. I can reminisce about Yeah, I, I there's not a single anime I think I've ever rewatched completely. I've watched like, a couple episodes of Conan Super here or there, but that's Dragon Ball Z. I guess I kind of rewatched a couple times, but I really just skip to the fights. I really really rewatch the fights. Same with Naruto. Like I won't even like really watch Naruto. I just watch the Naruto fights on YouTube, and I'm like, okay. Like, I don't care about... I know what happens in the story. I just want to watch the fights at this point because they're just so beautifully animated. Uh... The only thing... Yeah, so the only thing we didn't talk about was like, was, like, there are characters that, like, I really actually didn't enjoy that we didn't bring up. Like, I enjoyed, uh... Bitsy... I I really enjoyed her. I don't know why I thought it was funny with the whole, the whole little girl into the big strong. Um, an old hag or yeah. Um, she one of those characters I really enjoyed. I'm trying to think of other characters that we didn't. And then she's like, oh, no. Yeah, I feel like... I'm trying to... Is there any, any like, other... Same, like... He... He's... 
Yeah, he's kind of like an anti-villain. He's not really anti-hero, but he's like he's not a villain. He's but he's not a bad. Whatever benefits him, he'll do it. Like he's just okay. I want to do this. I'm gonna go do this. I want to do that. I'm gonna go do that. It's just, there's no if ands or but. And I really the little bit I saw of Alakar at the end. I she she he. I think it's a she, but it, it's, I don't know, they, they, they kind of, like, again, I was watching it in, like, three times speed, so, like, I don't remember exactly, like, I thought it was a girl, but then for some reason, like, at one point, I'm like, wait, is that a, not a, a girl? Uh, I was like, uh, okay, I think it's a girl, I'm not just gonna, but, like, the whole, like, her power just seems broken as shit, just being able to make any wish, and how, like, Killua can just keep making wishes and his brother, you know, he's like, how are you making all these wishes? Like, what are you trading for these wishes? Like, what is the condition? Right? And it's like, and it's like, oh, none of your business. And so I'm curious, that dynamic, how long is she going to be attached to his side? What is he trading for these wishes? Um, It's like, Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, Alaka's like the normal in the end, and when, like, she does the whole, like, wish thing, if you don't, uh, do whatever the, the, uh, stakes are for that, what is, like, do you make a wish, and then you have, like, certain tasks you have to do, and if you don't do it, then you basically die, and your wish doesn't come true, and the wish backfires, and so whatever you're wishing for, like, the opposite will happen, you'll die, it's like, like so whenever that version comes out like the killer version uh and that's kind of what elami is like how how is she not turning into this version why is she why are all these wishes like what do you like what what are these like how are you doing this and it could like they don't really explain it yet it's kind of like a little something that oh we're gonna explain it in the future i'm sure it's explained more in the manga but that's like a interesting character dynamic that like i would like all of the Zoldak family, like, I want to see more of. <laughs> Every time a Zoldak is on screen, it's just, like, badass and interesting. Yeah, I mean, the only person, like, Zeno and uh, his, 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 Sylvia or whatever, like, the father, they fight Krolo for that little bit, and they, they don't really have an issue, like, they... He, he kind of won V2s, but, like, they they kind of weren't really trying, and they just, like, gave up. Like, when, like oh, there's no reason to fight this guy anymore. And Krolo's, like, getting his ass beat, and he's like, oh, God, I think I, I survived just long enough for this to, my plan to work out, because he, like, knew that they were coming, and he knew that he couldn't beat them. But... Yeah, and that's one of the things I'm also, I'm curious about is, yeah, well, Zeno and, like, Neto kind of had a, a back and forth as if they were rivals at some point, as if, like, they've been friends for years, and he's like, oh, you know, I've known you for so long, but you were already an old man when I was still a kid, and so he's like, how have you been able to do this for so long, but they kind of made it, like, they've known each other forever, and that they're almost, like, rivals. And so it kind of questions me, like, how strong is this old man? And is 
if Sylvia is the head of the family now, is he stronger than Zeno, or is Zeno still stronger? Like, it's kind of like, they don't, like, every time Sylvia does anything, it's on like a one-shot, like, boom, this thing's dead. It's It just beats the shit, so you're like, you're like okay, but Zeno's the same way. It's just, like, he has an ability that, like, can completely just, he can fly anywhere and then just rain down mortars on people that if you get hit, you're basically dead. Like, it's, are you going to die? Like, there's just no way... If you don't dodge, just like, you're not gonna die. <laughs> like, cause Killua was like, uh, yeah, don't get hit by one of these things. He, he knew exactly, like, don't, just don't, don't get hit by him. Like, don't even risk it. Just get out of the way. <laughs> so I'd love to see, like, they keep introducing more Zoldax, and they're all fucking interesting. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, I don't, I don't, we don't have any plans off the top of our head, I think, for next week. But, we'll, 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 we'll yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out, and, you know, uh, and we'll be here, talking about it, forgetting names, mispronouncing stuff, doing all, all that fun stuff that you do when you can barely speak English, but you enjoy Japanese more. So thank you for listening, guys, and we'll catch you next time.